But there was this one company, I think called Chop Sports Media. Chop Sports Media. Yeah. You're saying good morning, everybody. Welcome to the Chop Sports Show coming to you live here on a football Monday. It is Sturch. Ooh. It is Gooch. A5 right, Anthony right. behind the glass. You got to look at yourself over here. You're good. Uh, we're live here from the Richard Lucas Chevrolet and Subaru studio in sunny, cold Matawan, New Jersey. We completely skipped over the fall. We went from 75 to 30 uh, today on the degrees over there on the temp. Um, but yeah, it's a very cold day here in Jersey. But you know who's not cold? The Cowboys defense. They're not cold. They played some good football last night. Uh, we'll get into all that. We'll get into the entire week 13 slate in just a little bit. But again, I do want to give a shout out to our sponsors that do sponsor this show, uh, including, which I just right said, now. Richard Luke. You good? Richard Lucas Chevrolet and Subaru and Woodbridge. Go say hello to my boys, Artie, George. George is on the mend. I don't know if you know this, but he like took a, took a bad fall. Um, yeah, he broke uh, something. I think it was his um, femur. Something, something, something bad. And it was, I asked him, I was like, how'd it happen? He's like, I, I took a wrong step. Like, it wasn't like big game hunting God like he damn, likes to do. Bro, so, so get, Oof. I have something to that effect, but get well soon, George. Hopefully it's the tibia or the fibula. Maybe it was that. Femur is like your thigh. Oh, no, that wasn't that. It was, oh, he's in a, he's in like a terrible. That's tough. Didn't we know a guy that did that? Wasn't, didn't Craig well do that? Um, I don't Both know. of them? I know that. Um, actually, know. you know, I mean, I'm not going to talk about somebody's child. Yeah, no, let's not do that. I know. Uh, <laughs> So, in any event, get well soon, George, over there at Richard Lucas Chevrolet and Subaru. Go check out those guys. They're the best. Um, I literally bought and leased every single car for the last, I don't know, 15 years from those guys. And, of course, our friend of the show, Scoop Espo, just bought himself a brand new Subaru something something. Don't know what kind of car he bought, but he bought one there. Uh, and also our friends over at Absolute Eyewear getting involved here with Chop Sports, as always. Are you? What's wrong? I'm wagging the finger. Baker's not going to San Fran, bro. He's like a, I mean, we'll get like into a hand that. grenade with a pin taken out. Yeah, I mean, uh, I think Brock room? Purdy uh, is better. Uh, Brock Purdy is greater than Baker Mayfield. We'll see how that goes. Uh, but yeah, reports are coming out. Ian Rappaport put out there that the full expectation is for uh, for Baker to be released outright, cut today, which is just mind numbing to me. I, I know it's the the trade deadlines come and gone, so you can't deal them anywhere, and nobody else would really be interested. I don't think the 49ers would want some kind of Stop. corrupt shit like no. that in their locker room. Like I don't I said, know. He a just hand grenade with the pin taken out, placed on the ground, and yeah. then you think the fucking 49ers are going to throw that in the middle of their locker room? Yeah, no, I, I don't. It. I don't buy that for a second, but we'll get into that. And of course, like I said, absolute eyewear getting involved with Chop Sports. As always, she's she, uh, Johnine over there and Craig are jumping on with us into our new platform coming up in January. So this show has like what? If you think about it, one, two, three, four, five, six, maybe like six shows left on the live platform. So yeah, we'll see where it goes. Tell your friends, folks. We're only six shows left, and then we're moving on over into something new. And, uh, you know, we're very excited about it. So, in any event, checking out the chat right now. Good morning to Sam. Scoop's in the bail, uh, the building. AJ's in the building. Mark from Canada in the building. Janine, who I just mentioned, in the building. Uh, we have a couple. And, yeah, I mean, people are uh, – Hawaii Mike, uh, Athletic reported that Judge wants a nine-year deal. So, we'll get into that in a second because there is a couple things. Uh, first and foremost, right after this show, stay on YouTube and head on over and type in and in the search bar, Cocaine uh, Bear. Oh, sucks. <laughs> Please do that. It was fantastic. I have to see that movie, Cocaine Bear, coming to a theater near you. Yes, it's exactly what it sounds like. 
a bear gets his hand on cocaine and he does it and he just goes on a rampage. Sort of like the Cowboys defense did last night. But over the weekend, right before we got the, the NFL slate, we got some news about Jakey Baby over there in, in New York. He heads out of town, and he's now a member of the Texas Rangers, which we knew the Texas Rangers were going to be buyers this offseason because they got a shit ton of money. They have the ability to do so. But my question is this, Coach. Like, what? Like, how, how did you not entertain a Mets offer? Apparently, there was none. Or at least if there was one, he wasn't picking up the phone. Like, Jake DeGrom wanted out, it seems. I don't know enough about it, but I feel like the Mets have had plenty of opportunities to give Jake an offer. I can't I can't sit here and say that it's on the player. We're looking at last year with the Freddie Freeman saga and how there was no communication between the club and the agent. And then there was it found out around All-Star break that Freeman was upset with the way things went down. You would think these teams and players have learned. Judging by the way it happened... Um, I feel like the Mets, they could sit here and say they never listened. I think that's that's just sugarcoating it a little bit. I think the Mets, they may have dodged a bullet at the end of the day when it comes, when, when you look back at things and you're like, oh, you know, they shouldn't have given him all that money. Mm-hmm. It was a smart deal to not do it. But the problem that I have with it is that they gave all that money to Max Scherzer the year before. And now he's- And he's four years old. He's- Four years older than him? 40 years Four, old, I'm saying. So he's five years older than him. Well, whatever the case, I'm saying he's and old. And now you've basically replaced what was your guy for the entirety of his career. And I feel like you kind of held him back a little bit, especially in the early going, because you didn't want to pay him sooner. I don't know. Mets the, fans the 30, have a win-win here. The 40 they, starts that they haven't that he's had over the last three seasons, I guess it makes sense as to why they were a little hesitant to give him that deal. But they can't sit here and say that they weren't able to give the final offer because then it wasn't dodging a bullet. They're kind of just, I feel like you're not going to hear much from DeGrom when it comes to any of it. He's going to keep keep his mouth shut and go deliver when it comes I to agree, pitching. I agree, I agree. And the Mets, they're never really going to come out and say this, that, or the other. There's not going to be any facts coming out on this, I don't think. Yeah, but I, if they now turn and shift gears towards Verlander and they pay Verlander. Which and, he did not sign yet, by the way. Chop sports. Yeah, they shift gears. Chop and they sports try insider. And Verlander, they're going. I, I feel, I feel like Verlander. He, he wants a three-year deal too. So you're going to be putting and a he's lot of get stock that. into Scherzer he's and Verlander. We'll see. The combined age of their first two pitchers will be 83 or something. I think effect. it's a little <laughs> bit curious to see that the Mets let their guy go and replace him with some other guys. Um, That's 10 million more than what they could have gotten the ground for. Staying on. I'm coming Friday, by the way. I know you're excited. I don't know who that was for. Friday. Oh. I don't know. Maybe he's coming into the studio. I don't know. Is there some type of wrestling event? No. No. We have a party to go to Friday. Yeah, I don't know. So I don't know. Maybe and he's, he's talking to, about the party. Maybe he's coming to pick up his Debo. Oh, true. Okay, so maybe he's stopping by the office. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Uh, Scoop, you don't matter. Uh, I'm kidding. Uh, well, maybe he's coming in for the show, Friday Lean. That's That could be a possibility, too. So With uh, his, We just invited You guys himself, into the studio, jerk-offs. Yeah, so he'll be here. Uh, he'll sit, and the, we'll get him set up on the guest chair on Friday. But um, in the same regard, same breath as free agency with the MLB, Judge and, and Hawaii Mike came in and said that there was a, a rumor out there that Judge wants nine years. Um, he's 31 years old or 32 years old, one of those two, maybe 30, whatever the case may be. That contract would put him to 40 years old. Are you at all worried about that right now? I know it's not our money, so we can't say that. Like, well, I don't know, man. Like, it's a big, hefty price tag. Like, fans shouldn't actually give a shit about the money they spend because well, if it's like, 
that, for, that, that, for a if couple they're, if they're surpassing the threshold anyway who gives a shit for a couple reasons why you should at some uh, at some level because it's not your money i understand whatever spend the money but you understand as a fan like right now the dodgers have been a team that's completely in on every single free agent right now the dodgers could only fake like they're in on every free agent because they really have to bring that number down a little bit because it's exponential when we're talking about the the luxury tax right they really have no choice they have to get down 31. low or or they're going to be paying $300, $300 million in luxury tax while paying $300 million in salary. Like, you have no choice. So um, now, uh, Mike's trying to pour water on this, cold water on this, saying, like, he's played only 140-plus games in three of his first six years. So he's he's calling it an injury-prone in regards to that. And he is 31, so he will be 40 at the end of this duration of the contract. So two things. Uh, two things. One, I don't, I don't know that... I feel like if they do a nine-year deal, the dollar, the the annual salary is going to go down significantly, right? You would think. I think that would be. Do they front load contracts this in this league? No, right? Tickets this all... and media bullshit. I think when you start talking, he's about to get a six-year deal. How do you get a seventh year? You say something crazy like nine. Then a team. Then there's going to be one team, i.e., the Yankees, that are going to be like, okay, we'll give him that seventh year. If you do a nine-year deal. The likelihood that there's going to be a player opt opt out option after three is there, right? The team's not going to get it, but the player will. So, I almost would rather, in some sense, give up give up the the nine years, get it lower, and then hopefully, in that case, there is an opt out clause after three years for the player. Even if he does really well, then then you could revisit things and be like, well, we got Judge for the next three years, his actual prime, and then if we don't want to give him them six years, then. Then we don't have to. He could opt out. Remember, you're paying for uh, you know a chance to bring an all generational player no, back to compete for a championship. There's no. I'd it's not shocked. like let's get a face of the crowd. Like he's already got the judges' chambers thing. He's the highest selling jersey on the Yankees. We all get that. We don't. We don't really care about that at this point. Now it's about getting the best player in the baseball in the, in the entire league on the team and locked up for at least five. You would say you know like five at the minimum. You would think. Um. So we'll see what it takes because the winter meetings are starting now. Uh, obviously, rumors. Uh, there was a, also a guy who asked for a trade. I forget his name now. Pirates star. Um, oh, Reynolds. Reynolds asked for a trade. The Yankees have been in on Reynolds. Or and now they're saying they're in on him again. Every time a trade rumor with Reynolds, they've been, they've been so, uh, attached to it. So I would take him. Yeah, he's an all-star. He's good. Um, switching over to football real quick before we get into the entire slate. Deion Sanders, my guy, prime time, my favorite player of all time, takes the job at Colorado. A uh, couple interesting takes over on Chop Sports, the Facebook group, saying that he was selfish and he's leaving these kids high and dry and this, that, and the third. That, to me, is a quite the moronic take. I'm uh, not calling you a moron in specific, but just kind of a dumb take, considering why do you get into coaching in that at that level? You don't do that for a feel-good story. You took that Jackson State team and brought them relevancy. You brought them to ESPN. You brought them nationwide coverage, all while knowing that you want to advance your own career. No, why would you get into coaching if you don't want to be the big dog? I mean, there was rumors about him being in the NFL as a coach relatively quick. He's a liaison for change in the college programs, and that's what Dion's trying that to do. Speech, and believe me, if he does well at Colorado, he's going to be back down in the SEC or ACC before you know it because that's where his ultimate goal is here for a fact. Or NFL. You never know, man. Yeah, like, maybe, but I The change it. in culture is complete over at Jackson State. He, he just flipped that shit on its well, ear. We'll see what happens next year when he leaves. He's gonna leave Colorado? No, well, like when now that he's gone, right? We'll see what what the program. Well, looks he, like. according to him, is bringing his luggage. Well, of course, let's and, bring some talent. And when Transfer you bring your portal, when you bring your luggage, you, you know what's your dresser at home is left a little empty. So it's true. If he's bringing his luggage, then what's Jackson State going to be having? His quarterback is coming with him. That's his son, right? 
Yeah, he said it already. I mean, that's that's insane to me. He basically said, hey, if you're the starting quarterback for Colorado. No, but think about that, though. Let's just say you're the starting quarterback of Colorado. That's the only thing that would really trip me up. Like, if my name is Ben Smith and I'm the starting co- – I don't know who the Colorado quarterback is, but I'm saying, like, I'm the guy, right? And, and I've had a rough year, but I, I feel like I'm going to be, like, better. And maybe I progress towards the end of it. You got a new coach that said, that's cool, man. Do you Congrats know on your Colorado's- success. But you my know, boy's coming in no, to play there, quarterback. There is 0% chance that any player on the Colorado offense this year should be looking at what they've done the past That's 12 true, weeks, yeah. 12 you games, there. and be like, yeah, you know, we're deserving of our job for no reason. Well, yeah, they're, they're, Kyle just said it. Yeah, that's How much I, of a culture change? It's, it won't be if they stink. But I'm saying it's not just – I'm not saying just saying culture change in, in regards to record. Yeah, they're going to be lesser without Dion and without his son playing quarterback. Like, they will be a lesser program. But you would think that whoever takes over, and I don't know if they've named, they probably haven't named the head coach yet, but could be a Dion like coaching tree guy. You know, like I'm leaving you in good hands. Here's offensive coordinator A or quarterback coach B or whatever the case. I mean, he's sorting out his staff. When you leave a college program, you're not, you're not, your job is not to make sure they're left in good hands. This isn't a retirement. This is a, I'm leaving, going somewhere else. I have a new job to do to make my, my team as best as possible there. So if there's anybody that, um, I'm interested in being a good coach, or I think is a good coach. He's going to come with me. I'm not going to be like, here, yeah, hire this yeah, guy. Yeah, so for all those it's people, like Dion's been there for 30 years. Imagine, he's a imagine, coach. imagine being on that other side, uh, as 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 said on Chop Sports this uh, this weekend. Imagine being on the side, like, oh man, all those commits that ca-. he just said he's bringing whoever he wants. Bro, college football is finally fixed to the point where they could you go say wherever it's fixed they or want. A little broken. No, I mean, it's it was free agency in college football. That's and, and and what about that is is broken because it's something you're not used to. I'm just saying I'm all I, listen, I was team pay the players forever. But, you know, I, go but now with, it's the Wild West and you can go wherever you want, whenever you want, however you want to do it. That's just the way it is. Oh, so Rube is coming in. He did advocate for one of his, his assistants to get the job. There you go. After him. Culture. Um, but his assistant that he probably doesn't like all that much because if he did, then he would. Because <laughs> if he did, he'd bring him over to Colorado. No, or or that, it's an opportunity. That's a good point. That's a very good point. But anyway, uh, that was the Dion stuff. We did talk about Baker for a second. He's about to get caught by the uh, the, Cle- uh, the Cleveland Browns. <laughs> that already happened. Uh, traded from Cleveland to the Carolina. Carolina's about to drop his sorry ass into the free agent market. He's going to go through waivers. Nobody's going to touch him. Uh, maybe somebody brings him in as a backup. I don't know. But I, if I had a guess, if I had a guess, then, now the 49ers brought in Josh Johnson. I don't know if you know that. Like right away. Yeah. In a corresponding move. Josh Johnson is a journeyman at best. Yeah. He's won some games. So right. What? But like Josh Johnson or Baker Mayfield. Brock Purdy. No, no, no. As a backup. As a backup. I'm not, bro. There is a 0% chance. That and there's I'm also Jacob Eason over there. Rookie. Ish. No way, Baker. Okay. So Baker does not play in. Always finds a way to come back out, Chris. Old head day. I don't know what that means, but I I guess in regards to college football and whatever. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Baker Mayfield stinks. He's going to wind up on somebody's team, I would assume, next year. Maybe nobody even takes a flyer on him this year, lets him kind of sort things out. Celebrating over 90 years of five-star, high-quality customer service, Richard Lucas Chevrolet and Subaru right there in Avenel, New Jersey, is my go-to spot for all of my new and used vehicles. 
I myself decided to upgrade, and I went from a Chevy Equinox all the way up to a Chevy Blazer Rally Sport. It's not your average Blazer. This thing hauls ass. If I get that itch to go big, I'm going big with Richard Lucas Chevrolet, and I'm going to go with the 2022 Chevy Silverado 1500. It's got the all-star four-wheel drive package with a 2.7-liter engine. Check out their entire inventory online at richardlucaschevy.com or give them a call at 800-717-6944 and tell them Chop Sports Sturge sent you. Speaking on personal experience, the house buying and house selling process is a bitch. It's not fun. It's not fun at all. But you know who made it fun? You know who turned all this around, took all the stress out of the process? It's Curtis Counts of EXP Realty. Whether you're buying a house, selling a house, searching for a house, you'll get constant emails of things that pop up in your budget and what you're actually looking for. To start this process, you just have to call Curtis right now. You can reach him at 732-856-2293 or shoot him an email at kurtrcounts at hotmail.com. And yes, some, some of us folks are still using Hotmail. What's up, guys? It's Sturge from Chop Sports, and today I'm here to finally deliver some new happenings with our friends over at Absolute Eyewear. You already know the deal. They're stocked. They have the biggest brands, including Ray-Ban, Polo, and now introducing its newest player to their star-studded lineup, Oakley. They work with all your major insurance companies, including BCBS, AARP, and so much more. If you check out Absolute Eyewear in Woodbridge, New Jersey, next to the train station, you'll receive $100 off any prescription frames and lenses. That's $100. Check them out right now by either calling 732-326-3937 or visit their website, absolute-eyewear.com. Tell them Chop Sports Sturge sent you. But um, yesterday, believe it or not, 13 games played, 8-5, and 8-5, and 8-5 and five across the board. Me, you, and Chris. Uh, me, you, and uh, Rob. So the standings heading into Monday Night Football, I'm 90-95. and 95. Rob is 91-94. and 94. He's in first place, and Gooch is in the basement right now, 88-97, and 97, because Gooch has kind of taken the foot off the gas, likes to take the underdogs, figured why the hell not. So you could tell how much he's actually invested in these picks just based off his last couple of weeks. But eight and five is still eight and five. So we'll start with the local front. Um, and that is the, the <laughs> we had ourselves a uh, a sibling makeout session because the sisters have been kissed and the Giants and the commies are awful. Um, I've said that the, the Giants have been playing bad for a while. This is just another example of that. The, the, the commanders, Look, you said it today in the Mojo Marker report that if that if if, um, if Tyler Heineke was the quarterback of who who were we talking about? Uh, the Jets. The Jets. That the Jets would have won that game yesterday. We'll talk yeah. about the Jets in a little bit, but this is brutal for both teams. But it kind of solidifies them as the five and the six, or the six and the seven. Even though the Washington Commanders are now out on the outs right now, that tie might help them down the back stretch. I know Chris all of a sudden got you know his analytical head you know he put his little analytical no, no, no. head on and he said that the packers that's, that's, all of a sudden have not, a playoff chance that's not what i said at all <laughs> all i said was the packers playoff chances went up dramatically considering how bad they were <laughs> and they're still very bad but a lot of things that they needed to happen and this we didn't need this to happen but this didn't hurt you know we don't know how this this game is going to affect the the packers they have to win every game first that's not going to happen anyway so we're good, but the Packers' chances have gone up significantly. Well, in so start, and also, you said that the, both these teams look like shit. I, I agree that there's some bad. Got to finish. Got to finish. The but NFL. there's some. You but there finish. was some good, and um, I think Dayball kind of fucked up at the end. I think so bit. too. You know, he's been getting he's been getting all the the he's now, been praise on him okay. for all all the job the job that he's been able to do this year. But you know, down the stretch, I feel like they were a little too conservative. 
and it, it, it cost them the potential chance. To My win question the game. is this, and I said this, I asked you this on Friday when we were doing the picks. If the Giants miss the playoffs for whatever reason, is it a failed season, right? And we kind of debated that back and forth. But now I'm, I'm thinking about this. You have the team, right? They get off to this crazy good start. The Giants were rolling. If they continue to play this way, is that not just – I'm not talking about the season in general, but is that a testament to the head coach that you can't sustain this team? And I understand the injuries happened, and I get all that, and they've 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 gotten a lot of guys back last week, and the commanders are not that good of a football team. Like, they're okay, and they've been playing at the right time, and they're, they're kind of surging at the right time. Well, these But you got to win this these game. If you're the These two teams are really, really lacking a lot on their roster, both offensively and defensively. I think the, the commander's defense has actually been able to play pretty well, but they're, they're still like, they're a product of, I don't even know. They, they stop the run really well, but they don't, they don't stop the pass well. Right. Mm-hmm. So it's like a lot of the defenses in the league. But look at those like missed tackles 50, at the end of that game, by the way, for the but Redskins. I can't even sit get here and look there. at a team and two teams that have done enough things well this year where it's like very top heavy. Do I think they're contenders? Absolutely not. But, They've both done a, ni- a nice enough job, and because they tied, it's easy to sit here and pour cold water on both seasons, but they didn't lose, and they're both right now in a pretty good position. <laughs> they lose. They're both in a pretty good position, all things considered, where we expected them to be going into the year. It's December, and this game has playoff implications, and, and these two teams are potentially playoff you've had, teams. You've had you the morning to digest that. this, and how, how, you feel, how does a tie make you feel at this point? I mean, I know you said you came in today for the Mojo Market Report, said, I don't know how to feel. Now that you've digested about three hours, four hours worth of content over there on the on the old YouTube and, and whatever you're watching this morning, how you feeling about a tie, bro? I, I still don't know how to feel <laughs> <laughs> because I feel like at one point we were – I think it was fourth and three, and we were just above – the the field goal marker where he could make it like whatever his goal was and, and they uh, punted they punted they took the they took the penalty five yards back and they punted it looked and like I, McCarthy against Green Bay they yeah did. I'm looking at my friend I'm like dude like what like we thought he was gonna kick the field goal and <laughs> but then, then the offense comes back out and I'm like oh great and so then he did he did tie. miss the field goal and he was short and I believe the other one was a little bit longer anyway so yeah. Eh. But a, I still would like to try. Like, yeah, agree. exactly. Go, go out there and kick the field goal, and you you don't have to worry about it. But in any event, the uh, again, both teams still very much alive in the NFC at the bottom of it. Five, six, and seven seeds. Uh, I'm sorry, six and seven seeds um, are up for grabs. Yeah, so six, one, and one since October 13th. The Commanders. How about that? How about that? Somebody's playing some inspired football over there. I can't put my finger on the fact of why this team turned around. Oh, that's right. They got rid of Carson Wentz. And I've been trying to tell people that for fucking years, that this guy has been doo-doo paper. Absolute doo-doo paper. So, anyway, forget about the— Dave did it, guys. He he made the Redskins good again. Oh, the commanders. Who made him? You. No. Tyler Heineke did. The coaching staff finally turned the corner on Carson Ron Wentz. Rivera. Oof. Drunk. Junk. Anyway, six one and one though. Damn, that's it's a long crazy. one. With the Niners season potentially in shambles now, Seattle wins the West handily. I see no reason that all four NFC East make it to the playoffs. In spite, of, uh, yes, they're 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 alive. But I wouldn't. We'll talk about the Niners in a little bit. I I don't think all is lost with the Niners. We'll talk about it. Let's move it on to. Um, <laughs> that's right, Jimmy. It's Victory Monday. I, I wish you could say the same. What do you call this? Like Tie Monday? And I tell, I texted Jimmy right away. I said all that shit you talked about the World Cup and tying and no scoring and all this shit, and it came back to bite you in the ass. That is I mean, what we call karma. One hundred percent right about everything he said about the World Cup. 
You're just if he's talking shit. Look, about it. And I know we didn't touch on that at all. Maybe we should segue into the World Cup before we get into everything. I'm kidding. Um, if Chris clearly likes soccer, so you know we should probably start our own soccer show to be completely. Christian brutal. Pulisic looks like the water boy on the <laughs> fucking sideline in the NFL. There, I said it. So anyway, U.S. drops to the Netherlands and the Dutch want to talk it over. Uh, but anyway, so guy was in the hospital because he got fucking kicked in the nuts. goal. <laughs> over, yeah, come on, bro. <laughs> Moving on to the JETS. The hospital. They fall short. The Jets had two, count them, two chances to uh, get this game won, and they couldn't do it. And that's is that a little bit of Mike White not doing his job? I don't know. He played well. Um, the, the Vikings gave up 500 yards of offense. The Vikings defense is absolute garbage, and and this is against Mike White. This is against a no a no name, and I'm not not calling them names, but I'm saying a no name tag team of a duo of a running back situation. Yeah, like Bam Knight, whoever the hell that guy is, he came out of nowhere, and I, I don't even know did J Rob even play? So he had some it. carries, right? But again, this is one of those things where it's like pieced together, and the Vikings should have absolutely lost this game, but the Jets fell short twice, and it's just like. What what is this what is this team got to do? Because now the Jets are finding themselves. Yes, they're in the playoffs still. If the playoffs started today, the Jets are in. Next week, geez, you got to go to Buffalo. The Jets got to go to Buffalo next week. This is not good. Not a good situation if you're Mike White. This is a very very bad situation because I'm pretty sure if I remember Whoa. correctly, my memory serves me right. After Mike White won his game last year. The following week was at Buffalo, and he got destroyed. Well, yeah, so it's like, like it's not well, a good situation to be in. But this is the league, bro. You ain't gonna get, you're not gonna get Chicago and Minnesota's defense every week. And now we're gonna see what Mike White's made of. I'm not so sure he's the guy, but you know, we're gonna find out. Like I said, the Jets aren't. They are who they are. Their offense is supposed to be struggling. The fact that they even put up 500 yards, the bend but don't break stuff, isn't gonna work in the postseason for the Vikings. But their offense is real because the Jets' defense is real. And they were able to put up 27. So you got to – bro, I was watching the red zone yesterday, and every single time I looked up, there was like a, an insane hit in this game. These motherfuckers were – They were letting them play. For, for in this game, they were letting them play. the Minnesota defense played and they gave up 500 yard, yards, like you said, they were lighting people up. There was a lot of hard hits in this game. So they're bringing at least some type of energy. I don't believe in the Vikings. I believe in the Jets even less. So, All right, moving on. Uh, moving on to an absolute sp- – Spark throttle job. The Dallas Cowboys take out the Colts 54 to 19. That's right, 54 points in the NFL. Now, look, this game, <laughs> you were saying it. The, the Colts are a two-point conversion away in the third quarter from tying the game at 21. And I'm I'm sitting there with my dad. I'm like, this is I like I can't get over the fact that they let these teams hang around for as long as they do. And then the Cowboys set all sorts of records with points scored in one quarter. The, the Cowboys scored more points in one quarter than some teams did. Entire game yesterday, right? So the fourth quarter happens, and the wheels completely fall off the Colts. They're a bad football team. Matt Ryan is very old. Jeff Saturday can't coach. They held Jonathan Taylor to like 3.9 a carry. So it's like the Cowboys did their job. The interesting shit that I read this morning is something that Rube kind of backed up. I saw it on ESPN again. Do I like all of ESPN's analytics? Not really, but whatever. But according to Rube, who backed up, and I I test – I, I – I never like Rube's takes when they disagree with me, but when they agree with me, I enjoy them a lot. You sound like a dork. James Rube is in the chat right now. He said, and it's it's confirmed, that the Cowboys, if played on a neutral ground, would be favored against the Eagles right now and would be favored against the 49ers. And the Cowboys jumped from whatever they were prior to this week to all of a sudden 
better odds. The Cowboys right now have better odds to make it to the Super Bowl and win the Super Bowl than the Chiefs, the Eagles, the Bills. All of a sudden, I'm like, what? You know, the fucking Eagles are 11 when and you one. Say better odds. Yes. Better odds. 50% chance to make it. That's better of a percentage so than like, anybody no, no, else. No, 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 no. Where, where, I'm not talking about betting the odds. odds. No, no, no. That's the odds. I'm talking about percentages. The Cowboys have a 50% chance to make the Super Bowl right now. 50, according to their metrics. And a 30% chance to win the Who's fucking there? thing. Who's there? And I don't know. Exactly. See, you That's can't blame me. Point. I'm just no, reporting no, 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 numbers no, no, no. here. I'm, but <laughs> you're not because there's actually – it's ESPN's – it's ESPN's rankings, and I'm not. I'm it's not the metrics of some variation. Right. I'm not saying that the Cowboys aren't in the conversation, but it's like, bro, this is stuff. This is stuff is is exactly what they're doing. Is what they're trying to do is get us to talk about it and talk about fifty percent, bro. You're telling me there's a one in two chance? It's crazy. There's, it's just not. James Drew says that's not true, and ESPN sucks. I mean, you backed it up. You backed it up. It I, I, I wrote it on Twitter. And you, you, you fucking double down on it. It can't be 50-50. The, under, the, the odds aren't. It's, but I understand what you're saying. The Cowboys are clearly a really good football team. Their defense is legit. On a neutral field, they, they probably would be favored against the Eagles. The problem is they're not going to get a neutral field. You know, like they're probably going to have to go to Philly if they play. Correct. And the last time Cowboys went to Philly, they lost with Cooper Rush. And, if, and honestly, if they – crazy to say that. But they put – Fucking forty on them last year in Philly, so that that's a thing. Last year's a very okay, different okay. Philly team. Come on, man. How much difference does one year make? Well, they didn't have AJ Brown, right? Devontae Smith was in his rookie season. They did not have Jordan Davis. Should I continue about the defensive additions? Bradbury Slay was there midseason last year. We're gonna give kudos to Bradbury. All of a sudden? I'm just saying. I'm just saying, like, there is there not a lot of roster turnover? And a lot of roster turnover, but I'm saying, like, I feel like their corners are I also pretty watch, solid. I also watched that same Eagles team beat this. This should Colts I not be giving credence to Bradbury? Is he not playing well? This I, year? I just don't like. I don't like Bradbury. But um, but is he good? Bradbury? I don't find him to be that good. Honestly, I don't. I he's he's not Jack Rabbit bad, but he's he's not that great. He's good. <laughs> He's solid, good. I guess, at best. But what I will say is this. The Cowboys' defense is absolutely crazy. They make Matt Ryan turn the ball over five times, uh, whether it be picks, sacks, fumbles, whatever the case. The Cowboys played really well. Interesting to note that the Cowboys, and here comes Rube. I know he's going to just jump all over this one. The Cowboys' first six plays of the game, Tony Pollard was the running back. First six plays. That's never happened when Zeke was healthy. Zeke apparently was being disciplined by the coaching staff for something that he did over the week. My assumption is that it was like a late practice or a late or, a, you know, hit the snooze button one too many times. But that to me, that shows you a little bit of McCarthy. I know you hate him and that's not, and that you justifiably so, even though you won your fucking Super Bowl. Um, you could justifiably say that this you don't is don't like good, McCarthy either, Dave. There's it's been not. plenty of times I want him fired into the sun. Yes, absolutely. But when you have a chance for the first time since 1995 and 96 to have back-to-back double-digit win totals, a coach doesn't suck. It, it doesn't suck. There's decisions that he made are, are, are outlandish, and I'm like, what is he even doing? But, like, come on now. You got to give the credit a little bit, no? Nope. None. No. I've been here before. Zero credit. I've had, you know how many – but here's get? the thing. I wonder what you get for back to back to back to back to back to back double digit win seasons because that's what McCarthy's done his entire career. So, He's got one Super Bowl to show for it, and it had to do with it had zero to do with him, and it had everything to do with the fact that the Packers weren't being covered that year by anybody. Why did the Cow- Why, why did the Packers win that Super Bowl? Probably because Deshaun Jackson returned a punt against the Giants. That's not like my question. I know you made the playoffs because of that. Okay. But why did they win that Super Bowl, Dave? That's such if a McCarthy's layered, not the reason. Why is? Just a, tell me. 
there's a that's you cannot sit here and pinpoint one reason or another like as the you're looking for a specific answer as to why a team maybe one maybe it was Clay Matthews yeah shifting over BJ Raji and causing a fumble on Mendenhall maybe it was the fact that Aaron Rodgers so their defense was really good that year well yeah they were yeah, top okay and their quarterback was who MVP Aaron, Aaron Rodgers. Rodgers they didn't win the MVP that year but no no, no. but I'm saying so you're saying that the that the Packers with Mike McCarthy at the helm won a Super Bowl based on a really good defense and a pretty damn good quarterback. Oh God, are we Stop. not? Bro, are we? If you even compare Dak, I'm talking about situations. I'm not talking about Dak being better that, than Rodgers. No, 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 no. I'm talking about that season. Aaron Rodgers that that six game stretch was maybe the best quarterback stretch that we've seen in 20 years, right? And that's not a debate. Like, look at it. Look at it. Carved up everybody. I'm just saying right now. If you're watching, if you're watching, uh, which we call. When did it win the Super Bowl? 2010? 2009, 2010. Okay. Because I'm just curious what he did in 2010. So he throws 28 touchdowns to 11 interceptions. Okay. And that's cool. All right. That's very good, I think. Uh, Dak Prescott in 2022 stats. Bro, are you pulling up stats? Yes, motherfucker. That's what I'm doing. That's what people do, right? No. People do. People pull up stats all the time. You All you people are analytically driven right now, right? That's what you all do. So this 2022 right now, Dak Prescott has uh, – where the hell is it? Bro, you're using Dak Prescott's 13 touchdowns this- and seven interceptions. And they're also averaging 35, 36 points a game since he came back. You cannot discredit the fact that I don't care what I've said about Dak in the past. It is a week-by-week thing. Dak Prescott is the highest-critiqued quarterback in NFL history. History. Tell me this. Tell me another quarterback in NFL history Bro, that catches the slack and the flack that Dak gets. Maybe, maybe every single. That's guy. not true. That's not remotely true, and you know it, bro. It's insane. You know it. It's insane that you're you think that week because, to week, bro. Bro, I, your like, Twitter feed is is Cowboys, so maybe you see it. But if there's a oh, quarterback I don't follow that anybody fails, else. <laughs> no, no, no. But but I can promise you that that Lamar, you're how about this? You're guilty of giving people shit after one week, Rogers. Lamar, you could name a quarterback down the line. Justin Herbert. I've given Dak shit. Case it's a week to week thing. Like, have you ever point. seen anybody it's get the shit that he gets on a week to week basis? Every quarterback. That's that's not true. Every man. quarterback. The, bro, right, ghetto so, Gronk so the, holds, takes so, no prisoners. Right, that's ghetto Every, Gronk. Everybody is on Giants tied to Washington Commanders. Do you see a goddamn thing written about Daniel Jones right now? But I also don't think any Giants uh, fans are out there saying that Daniel Jones is a top 10, top five quarterback, the way the Cowboys fans have been saying the last couple of years. So there's a different type of but, it, but there's a different, different type is. of vitriol. Who? Dak. He almost is what? A top 10 quarterback in this league again. Look at this. The, the stats don't lie. The wins don't lie. I don't understand. I don't understand it. I, I don't get it. I don't know. Maybe, again, maybe blinders are on because, you know, I'm, I'm excited about being a nine and three football team. But the fact that. Since he's come back, the Cowboys are scoring 35 a game, and you got to take that away from the kid? I'm not, take, had, I'm, I'm not taking plenty of bad I'm, throws. I'm not, ta- I'm not taking plenty it away from throws. anybody. I'm saying Dak's a good quarterback, but when we're talking about Mike McCarthy here, and somehow we're talking about Dak now, my point is I don't think Mike McCarthy's a good coach. I don't care if you get 13 wins this year or 14. I think that there's going to be a point in the season, playoffs specifically, where you're going to be like, this motherfucker's got to go, just like last year. They were a really good team all year. And then down the stretch, it was Mike McCarthy that just couldn't figure it out. Time management, you you name it. Maybe he's gotten a little bit better. I but wish. it's been almost two decades now. I, I, I specifically wish. And, and social media was around, but I'm not about to dig because I really don't care that much. But I, I wish I was around you, uh, your Twitter. No, you didn't have Twitter. But like your, your uh, Facebook feed when those Packers won the Super Bowl. 
in 2010. Mm-hmm. I'm curious to know if there was any inkling of you saying, man, as bad as McCarthy is, he finally got it. Or Absolutely something. Not. It's one of those conversations. I'm not saying publicly bro, put it on Facebook, bro, but in conversation with your old man, bro, or, or, or Rocks, this? Or, the, the exact opposite. My father would be so like, you're like, he's not we bad. We just won. In spite, McCarthy. In spite of McCarthy. <laughs> I bet 100%. What you know about me, right, is that I'm going to be completely honest. Like Mike McCarthy, we won in spite of him. And I remember sitting there thinking like, God damn it. Again, deep run. If we, if we don't win the Super Bowl, he's done enough that we're going to keep him a fucking again. That's what my thought process. And then once you won that Super Bowl, did your thought process change at all? No, my thought process is like, damn, you're stuck. Now we're stuck. (laughs) God, man. Like I said, to me, there's something to be said about the Cowboys playing the way they're playing right now. And again, they're nine and three. Do they ultimately are are ready to break my fucking heart in a million pieces in January? Yes. More than likely, yes. Right? Yeah, That's the Brock ages. Purdy. That is the oldest. It's going to be Brock time. Purdy. We're talking about Jalen Hurts and the Eagles. The, I'm going to tell, right tell you right now. I'm going to tell you right now. If the Cowboys get to the playoffs and they have the five seed and they, they go to San Francisco and lose to Brock Purdy, it's gonna there's rain. no it's, it's gonna rain. It's Fuck. gonna rain, and Debo is gonna have like 13 mm. carries, mm. right? 189 yards. Mm. <laughs> you know, only Chris knows how to how to put the damper on Rock a big, big win by the Cowboys. Sloppy jalopy out there. In, let's move uh, on Santa to a Clara. team. Let's move on to a team that's dead in the water. All right, the Green Bay Packers dead in the water right now. 28-19, they get the win Woo! over the Chicago Bears, where apparently. Uh, Soldier Field has officially been renamed Rogers Stadium. Um, it's it's just done. And I know, again, Rubes will be like, that's a good loss. We lost. I can't wait to lose. Whatever, man. Whatever be, makes you sleep at, at night. At a certain point, you have to start looking at Justin Fields' numbers Look, in crunch time. That's what I'm saying. So, like, and all this. To say that we're losing. Isn't and guy. we're better draft picks and all that money and all that shit. And we're all excited about the, the running ability by Justin Fields. But guess what? That's not sustainable. Not in this league. you got to be able to throw the ball. And when push came to shove, Justin Fields has not gotten it done multiple times so this look, year. Rube, so how are we excited i have a Bear question fans. i have a question for rube wrong, and this wrong, is wrong. this is honest this isn't like this isn't me hating i recognize ah, full of noise i i recognize what um what's happening in chicago in terms of losing football games etc right and being better in in a better position for the draft but the fact remains is that this team is not going out there trying to lose right justin fields isn't trying to lose these games with the with the hopes of getting a better draft pick you don't want to be 0-4 against the Packers after coming in and saying, I want to beat Green Bay, right? You These are games that count in terms of your fan base, et cetera. I understand that Justin Fields could run the football, but there comes a point in games where Justin Fields needs to stop the clock, get a, throw a deep out or even a short out, and this guy just can't seem to do these things. And it's I little things, folks. Look, we're talking about guys like Zach Wilson. We're talking about Trevor Lawrence. We're talking about all these other quarterbacks, Mac Jones. None of these other guys are doing much things well either trevor lawrence has had splashes and justin fields outside of everybody else i'd say is maybe the second best quarterback in that draft class but all this fake that draft class wasn't deep huh <laughs> it's like lawrence and fields who else i, I mean there was mac jones zach wilson there was a, a oh, they all quarterback stick, actually well, trey lance well he broke his foot so. but yeah. five quarterbacks in that in that first round of that draft, that's the so. draft that we had like we were predicting that draft yeah yeah okay yeah. so interesting Wrong like, I'm, I'm curious. I'm curious to to think like, do you really believe Justin Fields is a guy, or is this the fan in you thinking that he's going to come back and say no? I mean, I'm being honest because 
if I don't like a Packer play, like I, I was upset that Jordan Love was drafted. It took me two years to come around to a degree. I was like, all right, last year I get it. He didn't do nothing wrong. I don't hate Jordan Love. But now I'm on the side of things where I think Jordan Love is a better player than Justin Fields. <laughs> right? Hot take and bold take. I, it's hard to say that. I understand how you feel. But I don't. I don't right, know so about Fields was that. a thrower in college. I understand he was like. He also came from Ohio State, so that's a bugaboo, <laughs> according to most sources. So, all right, fair point. He has nobody to throw to. I mean, he's got he's a Chase Claypool, which stop. I heard it was you know, a great trade. Chase Claypool was a top forty receiver in the NFL. But I heard it was a great trade according to Rube. So, and now you have Mooney on the shelf, which again he'll be back next year. Now, so Rube. Next question: Hundred million cap space. He's eight, calling Justin Fields picks. a top ten draft. That uh, I think is a, is a little bit of a bold take. We both know that, Rube. I, uh, if you if you think he could grow into that, that's fine. But stop. Welcome to Troll Mania here at Shop Studios. Um, Hundred million cap space and eight draft picks. Do you believe in the front office enough to think that they're they're able to um to figure this out once and for all? I don't know, man. Put my comments back up, please. <laughs> Kyle wants it. Fields was missing Mooney, his leading receiver that game. Cole Komet, who averages 28 yards a game, literally zero targets on the field, averaging more than 28 yards a game. I don't know what he's trying to do. Is he no, backing up Fields on well, that one? Yeah, I guess so. He's saying that he doesn't have anybody to throw to. That's fair. You know, that's fair. <laughs> Bailey, I'm a top 40 receiver in the NFL. <laughs> I just, listen. It's not a uh, yeah. Can we skip this? Sorry, Mark. You have to you have to sit your Canadian ass right there and take this L like you do every single week. Fair um, point, Rube. I'm not here to bash. The Packers do enough of beating up on the Bears for me to really even not give a fuck, right? Mm. I don't believe that Justin Fields is going to be the elite quarterback that you that you think he's going to be, but we're going to find listen, out. It's interesting listen, time. For there's this nothing rivalry. wrong. Listen, there's nothing wrong with what James Rube is doing as far as like really, really You're hoping so that this is the no, guy. No, 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 look. That's how I felt about they, Dak. They, I, I was like, God damn, this guy reason, better be it. There's more reason for him to be excited now about his the quarterback position than there ever has been in his entire fanhood, right? So I give him that. All right. Moving on. Rude, we're still 4-0 against you since we've met, bud. They, they still own him. This one uh, went not the way I thought it was going to go. I, I said, you know, until somebody beats the Chiefs, the Chiefs are the best. Well, guess what? <laughs> the Bengals said, hold my beer. We beat the Chiefs. And now the kryptonite is official. Like, not only in the AFC title game last year, or it was the AFC title game last year with the Chiefs and Bengals? Or was that the division game? The Bills lost the AFC title game, so it was a division round. But, like, right? Yeah. Um, but now, again, happens again. Like, I think they're 3-0 and the last three games. The no, Bengals the Bills are. didn't lose. The, this was the AFC title game? Yeah. The Bills didn't make it to the AFC title game? No, they lost to the Chiefs in that. I thought that was the AFC title. Oh, then the Chiefs. <laughs> All right, Dave. The memory serves me right. I don't remember what I had for lunch yesterday, if I even ate lunch. Um, but what I will say is this. The Bengals are playing very, very good football right now, dude. Joe Burrow is Joe Cool. He's under pressure a lot. He's still throwing them all over the place. Jamar Chase returned yesterday. It was significant. T. Higgins had himself a day. They did this all without Joe Mixon. Um, something to be said about that. And, and I have Patrick Mahomes as one of my fantasy quarterbacks. And I'm sitting there like, dude, the guys had no time to throw the ball. He's on the run all the time yesterday. The Bengals defense showing up in a big spot. Yeah, I I wouldn't say I knew it was going to happen, but I expected I mean, the you Bengals, the to, Bengals. Come in, to come in and play well in this game. But you don't know shit about shit when it's Friday, <laughs> or even Sunday morning for that matter. But yeah, Joe Burrow, I don't know if he's ever lost in December on any level. I really don't. It's I feel insane. like it's insane. Just look look at it. I doubt he's ever lost any high school football game at any point. Yeah, he's definitely one of those guys. Yeah, you know, yeah, never like, lost a game he, in high school. Hasn't lost ever in his life. 
Oh, look, I, Sam, yeah, your flowers are there. He he said, uh, you know, the watch out for the Bengals on Friday. He said this team's on the right. Well, they're playing really good football at the right time. You get hot in December, things can things can kind of materialize, and all of a sudden the Bengals are one of the teams to watch in the AFC. And you, look, you still have the Chiefs. The Chiefs are still going to – they're going to roll. Once they get back home and they do their thing, they're going to roll. They're going to play good football going forward. You can just feel it. Um, and the Bills are going to get back to being the Bills. They're probably beat up on the Jets next week. So, like, the AFC right now, between those three teams, there's arguments to be made that the Bengals are the better of the three. No? Maybe? Bengals, Bills, and Chiefs? Would you put the Bengals at one in a ranking system right now? Not quite yet. No? Not yet? Okay. But they're playing good. But you, it doesn't matter where we rank them. These guys, I'm saying you know, they, they match up well against the Chiefs. They clearly match up well. They got their number. I don't know that they match up as good against Buffalo. But really, let's strap up because it's going to be fun to watch. Ah, the Bailey AFC. giving out the old gold star. Good it's going to be Bailey. fun to watch the AFC. Um, doing this without mixing explains why his mojo numbers. What was it? How the hell you know about mojo? Florida, <laughs> Florida doesn't have mojo yet. Well, he he can look at the app. So soon, coming soon to a state near you. Mojo coming at you. Um, but anyway, it was a great game. The Bengals get it done. They're playing very good football right now. So congrats to them and their eight fans. Um, moving on. What do we got next, Ant? Another. All right. So this is an important one to talk about. It's funny because, you know, I, I usually I didn't ready for this. So I didn't I usually bet the entire top bets for the ticket with Kyle over at the sauce. This was the first week that I was selective on the top bets because I didn't agree with a lot of them. This one I was worried about, but I rode with the sauce on this with the with the Niners being favored by a significant amount in the way the Dolphins have been playing. This entire game, now keep in mind, we all talked about it. Jimmy G goes down in the first quarter, and they didn't look back. Like, the, the 49ers didn't struggle. They get this win. It's not one of those win-but-all-is-lost moments, I don't think. I, look, Brock Purdy's Mr. Irrelevant. I know Kyle's a fan of his. You know, he was waiting for him to get drafted all draft long. So, like, Brock Purdy all of a sudden comes in there. He doesn't suck. He doesn't give the game away. And they just, they roll. They, they continue to roll and they get it done against a very good Dolphins team who, again, on Friday, on the Mojo Market Report, I said that this game could be a Super Bowl preview. Is it now with the, the you know, the complete digression of the quarterback position? Probably not. Uh, but the Niners are still that team, man. Their defense is unbelievable. Bosa is on another level right now. Tua looked like a shell of himself. Finally, you know, forgot his invisible juice. You know, that's a Willie, a Willie Beeman quote. Um, but like, I don't know, man. Tua came down to life. I don't know. What, what's your takes away, uh, takeaways about this game in particular? Because, again, Brock Purdy, serviceable. What kind of run can he give? I, see, I saw a lot of people talking in, you know, the Bleacher Report forums on the the Sleeper forum on the Fantasy app. And everybody was saying that basically Brock Purdy's like a way better passer than Trey Lance. Like way better. And Trey Lance does a lot with his legs. Trey Lance is obviously injured, so it doesn't matter. But – um, and Rube is saying it in here, and I'm back to agreeing with Rube after the five-minute debacle we just had, um, that Shanahan's incredible, and and the guys that he drafts are, are system quarterbacks. The next comment's even better. Look and, at this one. And they had their, they probably looked at Brock Purdy, and they were like, we know we're getting him, right? He's probably not going to get drafted, and they just took him with the last pick of the draft, understanding that this guy fits our system. We could bring him along, and obviously he played well. When's the last Mr. Irrelevant to start a game in the NFL? Never. That quarterback. Right, I think he's the first person. Well, I mean, even, Brady taking in the sixth. Fine, I think but like, I don't know if he's even the first the first guy to even complete a pass. There's probably situation. It's hard to say that these guys even make teams. You, first of all, right? The idea that 
that it's even a quarterback. Like how many guys are drafted last that are a quarterback? You know, like it's not like every year the the Mr. Irrelevant is a quarterback. So there could only have been maybe one or two, maybe three, right? Yeah. How many how many guys were drafted last year as a quarterback? Last I'm, year, you said? I mean, just in general. Like it could easily be that he's the only one to ever even complete a pass because if there was like somebody get on that. <laughs> out of every out of all the draft picks ever, how many Mr. Yeah. Irrelevance were quarterbacks? And then how many guys that are drafted 280th see the field? Not many. But Purdy was, yeah, Purdy was a, a Ready for this? Since 1970, this one does the pop-up first, just and not quarterback play. Since 1970, only five, five Mr. Irrelevance have played more than 50 career NFL games. Like, that's insane. Because you think about it, like, the seventh round is almost, it's not a throwaway round. I, because I sometimes think the 49ers maybe would be some foolish to guys. do anything other than keep Brock Purdy as their starter. He's been with that system since day one. They're not going to bring in Baker Mayfield. They're not going to do anything crazy. There's It's too late in the season to bring in a guy that hasn't been there all year that nobody likes to begin with. And we're going to find out if Brock Purdy could take this team. I don't uh, know how many old old heads are watching this right now, but it's like people also ask: Has there any ever been a successful Mister Irrelevant? Marty Moore, a special teams player, became the first Mister Irrelevant to play in a Super Bowl with the Patriots, and they won that Super Bowl. So we have a Mister Irrelevant with a Super Bowl ring as a special teams guy. But overall, you would assume not really relevant. But how far could this defense carry this team? They still have the ability to drop it off to McCaffrey, to drop it off to Debo to hit Kittle underneath, to have IU kind of stretch the field. Truthfully, I think it will it could take them as potentially as far as an NFC championship loss. If Really? If, yeah. That's two wins in the playoffs. Yeah. They ain't getting a bye. Because so, I, think, I think if Minnesota has wow. to play San Fran, that's a tough matchup for the Vikings. I think if Dallas plays San Fran, no offense, Dave, I think that's also a tough matchup for Dallas. I'm Defense not saying they can good, easily man. win those games. I think they run into problems for real when they when they play Philly on the road. And at that point, I don't think they can beat that team, and I don't think they can beat anybody in the AFC. Okay. I'm just looking at something real quick. Uh, the 49ers' remaining schedule here. Next week, Tampa Bay. The following week, at Seattle. The Commanders, the Raiders, and the Cardinals. All winnable, but they could lose any one of those games, too. That's what I was just going to say. It seems like it's all a Probably little bit of a coin the flip. the 49ers right now, but... I take the but they 49ers. put themselves in a position to to, to lose a couple. A coin, if you're in a coin flip, though, I like the defense. And if Brock Purdy is able to play mistake free, which AJ came in and said he had some heinous throws, fair, probably did, expect yeah, that yeah. for a, for a Mr. Irrelevant. But we're gonna see how he is. It's Tampa coming up. Yeah, that's a tough defense to deal with. Um, maybe not as tough. And as then, they've been, not but, for nothing, ready for this Tampa, and then on a short week Thursday night football at Seattle. There's a chance they lose the next two. Think about that. But if they win the next two, then they're it's like well, if they, they win the next two, consider crown them. They've won, <laughs> the they've won five West straight champions. right now. Uh, yeah, they beat the Dolphins, the Saints, the Cardinals, the Chargers, the Rams, and the last time they lost was the October 23rd blowout. By they the were Chiefs. three and four, and now they're eight and four. Hey man, defense wins championships. I try to tell everybody that. I don't like to see it. I mean, you know, it's a quarterback-driven league. Everybody wants to see offense. But if you have a good defense, it can take you. And look somewhere. at and look at Jimmy G's numbers in the games that they won. The four games. Oh, he ain't stretch. lighting the scoreboard up at all. He by doesn't have stretch. to. So there's other ways. Yeah. But that's what I'm saying. Like a guy like Jimmy G was a serviceable quarterback because he can lace it in there when asked to do it and make the right decisions, not fuck the game up. Brock Purdy just has to be Jimmy G. That's not a tall order. It's really not. Anyway, it's actually pretty short order. 
Mr. Irrelevant is a bullshit nickname for Brock. Bullet Brock doesn't know how to lose. <laughs> I love it. Oh, man. So, in any event, Niners are still rolling. What's next, Ant? Got okay. Deep, got Debo, though, Mike. Interesting, interesting, interesting here. The the Raiders have won three straight. All of a sudden, two of them in walkout form. And here's Rube. This is where we're going right back at it. Chargers head coach is no good. It's no good. And you know why? I don't care how many. You could say, like, oh, they were down their linemen. Oh, they were down this. Oh, it's, it, you know, they got no Mike Williams. Listen, man, Austin Eckler is one of the better players in football. There was a lot of time that Eckler was on the sidelines in that comeback run. There was, but you know how I know that? I have him in fantasy. So I was like, where is their best player when they need this guy? He coughed up the ball two series prior. You don't penalize or, or punish Austin Eckler for putting the ball on the carpet. You get his ass back in there, and he will help you win a game. They didn't do that because the coach is incompetent, and he's a moron. Justin Herbert's not Jesus like everybody says he is. The Chargers are in a bad way right now. They're 6-6, six and six, outside looking in. If the Chargers miss the playoffs, you fire that head coach. I'm sorry, dude. You have too much talent in Justin Herbert, apparently, and a decent defense with, you know, not, not great, but they're not bad either. Some of the better players in football are playing on that defense. You have to look at that Chargers season as a complete loss and a complete shamble of itself. We all went in here and started talking about, well, at least I did, about the AFC West being these bangers of teams, right? And the Chiefs are running away with this shit. And the Chargers have a chance to be in it, and they blow it. You don't lose games against a team that has no business winning this game. No. Yeah, I mean, look, I think Staley's a dork, and I don't think he's that great of a football coach. There was some interesting things that he said analytically, and I understand why people get behind the, a guy like that because he goes for it on fourth down in his own territory with like for no reason. Shit like that's dumb. I'm sorry. I understand the, the odds. And I play the odds most of the times too, but when you're in, this is sometimes bad football decisions. The decent players on their defense there. I, I correct myself. Really. And and it, relax. I understand he's not wrong about the injuries, and I get it, right? But these last couple of weeks, the last two, this one in particular, it's a bad loss for this team. They needed this game to show that they're <laughs> they have they're getting some of their guys back, right? So Mike Williams was out. I understand that their their offensive line injuries. I get it, but the Raiders, man. The Raiders have been doing everything in their power to lose football games, and the Chargers couldn't get it done, and it must win. I think their coach sucks. I think for Justin Herbert's sake, they should get out from underneath that head coach and see what they can do with somebody good at coaching. Agreed. Moving on, because I'm not about to go back and forth with this shit. Um, big game for the uh, Seahawks. I know they struggled a little bit in this one, and you shouldn't against a very, very bad Rams team, but the Seahawks right now are probably looking at this now saying, all right, the Niners are down their quarterback. If we just continue to win the games on our schedule, we're just going to control our own and they're going to win the NFC West and they'll be a playoff team. Again, this is a team that I said would be jockeying for position with the number one, number two overall pick with the Bears. And I seem to be on par with the Bears, but this one was completely off. I'm way wrong about the Seattle Seahawks. I was way wrong about Geno. Kenneth Walker gets hurt. That'll be yeah. interesting to watch and this develop team, throughout the week. Look, the Rams are have been playing really shitty football I think this Wolfer year. Walford got hurt too. And I feel like Seattle just kind of lucked out in this one where they're they're getting extremely opportunistic plays out of their defense right now. And it I, I don't want to sit here and say that Seattle's defense isn't playing like they're they're really good. They've turned the corner about two months ago and they've stopped the run well. But this game was gifted to them. I'm I'm sorry. They did this. everything in, in their power to lose the game. I'm not so sure about Seattle going forward. Well, here, here's why. They look like shit. Well, this is why you worry about Seattle as I look at their remaining schedule. This is this is brutal. Next week, they'll get a win. They'll play the Panthers, and they'll beat them 
in Seattle. They'll get that done. I think they will get that done. Then it's the Niners, the Chiefs, the Jets, and then the Rams again. You got to win like three of those, I think, to be the NFC West champions. Two of them at least. And one of them has to be against the Niners. Well, I mean, if one of them is against the 49ers, then it changes what else they need to do. Yeah. Right? That game is the most important one. But I think Seattle's probably safe, safely going to be a playoff team if they just split the difference there. Okay. Interesting. All right. NFC's, you know. I know. It's on the back end. It's bad. Um, all right. Next. All we're, right. So. We're, looking at, we're looking at three teams potentially picking in the top ten better playoff teams this year that's alarming you said Next that to me this year. morning so and i was be very philly, upset and... philly seattle and the rams detroit, oh, detroit. Oh, they wouldn't be a playoff team so either way detroit's okay. looking like they're going to get that that rams pick at is like a, maybe a third pick overall at this point the rams and they're going to add a receiver because <laughs> that's the lions thing to do is add more receivers on top of that uh but anyway back to this the week uh the slate here the the eagles do an absolute spark job all over the Titans. Once the Titans become one-dimensional and they can't run King Henry anymore and they have to start throwing the ball over the place, first of all, again, I'm always on, like, different sides of the coin with this, but the hit on Traylon Burks, brutal. I didn't like it. Thought it was dirty. But then again, what are you taught? You know, what are you taught? You're trying to get that ball out of there by any means necessary. So he lays into it's Traylon football, Burks. Bro. Traylon Burks goes down. What? It's football. It, that's, I, I know. Yeah. I'm on that. I'm on that fence right now. I'm, like, always teetering. Like, oh, that was dirty, but uh, I would do the same thing. You know what I mean? Like, I, it's just the way football used to be, and now it's not. So, Traylon Burks gets a great touchdown. If you're a touchdown. Titans fan, be upset. If not, just football. Yeah. Um, Eagles have the sixth pick in the draft right now, coming in from Rob. <laughs> it's fucking alarming, man. Um, anyway, so, moving on uh, with this game, at least. A.J. Brown is proving that he is worth every single cent of the investment. Um, the guy's catching it with zero space. Caught a ball on a man's shoulder pad and figured, eh, I don't, I only need this, you know, like it's fine. I'll, I'll, I'll use this to my advantage. And then mows over the guy on a double move and catches another wide open touchdown. Eagles are running over teams. And again, for Rube to say that the Cowboys would be favored on neutral ground, that makes me happy. But I just like, while you look at this Eagles team, and and, and again, there's been plenty of times where I'm like, well, you know. They beat the Colts by one, and the, the Lions gave them a game, and the Jaguars are up 14 nothing, and all this, right, with these all these little glimmers of hope that they drop a game here and there. It hasn't happened. You know, the Eagles are finding ways to win, and now I think Jalen Hurts is literally in the driver's seat to win MVP. What What's stopping him from getting that award? Who? Josh Allen's the only guy. Maybe, but even, Ma- still- even Josh Allen's had games – that that this guy hasn't. I Josh Allen's that game where I'm like, right who the hell now, is that? Right now, the MVP is up for grabs between those three guys, and the last four games, five games are going to be very crucial in who gets it. That's how it always goes. So they're both all three are in the conversation, but yeah, the Eagles are keep they keep on rolling. I don't know if there's anybody in the NFC that's going to stop this team. I have become a big big Giants advocate this week as the Giants take on the Eagles. <laughs> so if you guys can get beyond that tie and Dayball can right all the wrongs, I would love for you guys to pick off Philly here in week 14, but I just don't see it happening. The Dallas Cowboys have them on Christmas Eve. It may not be worth or for anything considering if they don't trip up before that game. It's all is nothing. The Cowboys are just going to try to lock up the five, I guess, uh, which they'd be better off with the six, to be honest with you. I just don't want to see Tampa Bay. <laughs> I just don't want to do it. Um, but in any event, Eagles get it done. They're 11 and one. They're cruising still. Who's next? Bro, did you see this video that went viral with uh, Mike Tomlin? 
Yeah, <laughs> it's just like he's that dude. I know nobody likes him here except for me. Um, Kyle thinks he's I overrated. Dislike you think him. He's overrated. I just don't think he's a good coach. Well, <laughs> somebody was like, "Go, hey coach, go finish the game." Oh, I'm working, motherfucker. <laughs> so like they're all fucking working. I'm like, God damn, the guy was, and he turned the camera back on himself. He's like, "Oh, I'm sorry." <laughs> like he's not wrong. He's not wrong. He's Man. working, and he worked himself into another win. I'm telling you, there's something to this stat that that this guy has not finished under 500 at all. And while this this team won't make the playoffs by any stretch, and I said that last year about this time last year, and they made a run and made the playoffs, but this this team just unfortunately AFC is just a little bit top heavy, so they won't make the playoffs. But he's trying to get a winning record here, and I don't know if it's possible, but they they just ruined the Falcons' hopes of even even sniffing the NFC South title with the Bucks playing, you know, the way they're playing under five hundred football, and you're like, oh, you know, if the if Atlanta just takes care of business, all of a sudden you're talking about. A possible division title, and and now it's just I think it's yeah. up in smoke. No, the, the Falcons are they 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 came around to who we all thought they were going to be, and now that's where they're at. The Steelers, I mean, I don't, I don't buy anything that we're talking about them having a winning season. It's nice to see Kenny Pickett look decent, right? He's coming, right. he's he's earning his lumps a little bit, and and they're taking his lumps and earning his stripes. We'll see how it turns out for Pittsburgh, but this year is a lost year for both these teams. Steelers remaining schedule. They got the Ravens with Huntley. We'll get into that in a minute. Steelers play at home there. Then they play the Panthers, and they play the Raiders, and they play the Ravens again, then they play the Browns. All of a sudden, you're looking at the Steelers team like, well, I mean. I'm not looking at them at all. I know you're not, but I am. I am. Why not? All of a sudden, nobody's looking at them. (laughs) That's not true at all, dude. That's not true at all. And oh, I'm like, oh, I wonder if Mike Tomlin can get this stupid, meaningless fucking stat for his own personal. It is accolade. a, it's a personal game. It's a flex, bro. I'm not a, I don't follow Mike Tomlin. Listen, like they're that. five and seven. They're five and seven right now. Now let, let's not call it crazy, right? But you just heard the schedule. They're five and seven, and the Baltimore Ravens. Well, the Bengals are going to roll, so I'm not worried about that. But playoffs wise, no, not even close. I'm trying to. Pull this up at ESPN. The, the Jets are seven and five. Correct. And they're out. Guys, that's the Jets are seven and five, and the Steelers are five and seven. Two games down with five to play. And the Jets beat them. Sure, but so three games down. But five to play. <laughs> All I'm saying is this if the Steelers can go on the road and, and take care of business like they did, and that schedule's favorable, why the fuck not, man? I mean, I don't know. Maybe I'm just trying to pump up the Steeler Nation or something. I don't know. But anyway, this game's out of reach. doesn't matter. Um, another game where, <laughs> boy, so a 40-burger was put on the Jacksonville Jaguars as the Jaguars announced we quit, <laughs> okay, because this is just not good. Shout out to Sunshine for getting hurt and coming back and playing, which is great. Uh, but, yeah, the Lions, we said it today on the Mojo Market Report that maybe Jared Goff has played himself into a starting role next year where – you were thinking for a little while the Detroit Lions would have somewhat of a high pick. Maybe they take it on the quarterback of the future, but maybe just Goff is the quarterback of the future now. He's got enough talent around him to play this way. I would way. say that Goff is most likely at least a quarterback on the roster next year and probably the starter. But the future, it depends on what you think the future is. They clearly probably want to move on from Goff at some point in the next – if they want to bring this team to another level – but I think Jared Goff being on the roster might have a significant part of bringing that quarterback in and along to where they need him to be. Jared Goff originally signed a very shitty contract with the Rams. Now it's the tail end of that shitty contract, and his his dollar value is like 20, 21 mil. With no guarantees. Two, with no guarantees. So they have outs if they need it, and they keep him around and keep him. If this offense is rolling the way it's been, 
then there's really no reason to, to move off of Jared Goff at that dollar amount, especially if you bring in a quarterback mid first round, uh, mid second round in the, in the draft this year, then you have a project to work on. But the Lions, there is, if I'm talking seriously about the Packers' playoff chances, which I'm not, the Lions are in a little bit better of a position than the Packers are playoff wise because I believe they are. They have one less loss. And yeah, the Lions are five and seven, and the Packers are five and eight. So it's a half and a game. win over. And the, the Packers, Packers got a bye next week, which is like and week they have 14. A win over the Packers, Brutal so. if you're in fantasy football. Shit. Yeah. Yeah. What is that? Week 14 buys? That's just, that's insane to me. I'm sorry. Like these are pivotal games in fantasy. Yeah, the NFL, <laughs> like, the NFL is like, yo, man, we can't do bye weeks that week because of fantasy. You think that? No, no, I'm, obviously not. But I'm saying, like, even how much of a of a dis uh, an advantage to this? If it, let's just say a team is rolling and they get bit by an injury bug that might cost them a week, and they got to buy in week 14. That's a big thing. That was me last week. The, well, the, week 13, Joe Mixon was out, and I had James Conner and D Hop on a bye with Mike Williams not playing. And did you win? No, no. Yeah, I have, <laughs> so, um, and I got yes. eliminated. I have AJ Dillon eliminated on that. AJ oh, Dillon and Aaron Jesus. Jones on a bye with Watson, but that's the only team that I have any Packers on besides their defense. You have their defense? Yeah, I spot start defenses. I, bro, I carry defenses. I, I've noticed you drafted like fourteen in the dynasty league. Um, but anyway, so the Lions get their job, uh, get the job done here. Interesting end of the year for them. They're playing some relevant football in December. Nobody would ever thought that. So good for them. Moving on finishing up with a couple games here yeah all right so the return of the massagist uh or the misogynist or what do we call G. massage uh and that would be deshaun watson who played like junk to be honest with you did not play good it was their defense that just took it to the texans which by the way and if you're a gambling man i know listen i, I wanted to rack on kyle yesterday again and i'm like will you stop betting against the cowboys when the spread's big right because i'm like i wanted to like flex on that and i wouldn't but now now <laughs> The Cowboys are, I believe, 16 and a half point favorites next week against the Texans. So that'll be interesting considering that the hell it kept, you know, kept the Colts around for a little while. Uh, but the Browns, they didn't look very good offensively. They look great defensively, but they played this team. So what the Browns can do in the future, I don't care right now about Deshaun Watson. Um, I know his 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 fan club was in the, in the stadium yesterday. Um, that was interesting, but he's back after like 700 days off. Deshaun Watson's back in the NFL. Nobody gives a shit. Um yeah, five fantasy points. Sam Grassle saying, not not a great start for your uh, for your twenty twenty two run, but don't give a shit about this one. Moving on to the final game, we're going to talk about. Not much to talk about here, except for the fact that Lamar Jackson goes down. They get it done. Huntley gets the win. Oh, man, I just I understand it. You know, if you take the Rube approach, like the Broncos are putting themselves in a good position for a draft pick. Great, but like, are they going to draft a quarterback? <laughs> because they don't have a draft pick. How about that? Because they gave it away ever for this guy. I mean, they're never allowed to draft again. I think they gave up their entire draft. Is that, was, that, was that in the deal? They probably said, all right, we'll give you this. Uh, no offense. Bro, I and believe, all of our draft picks for the rest of the time. I believe it's a one and a two for the next two. Oh, my God. Something. Uh, Seattle fleeced them after being like, fleeced no, not the for next Jamal two, Adams. Like this previous one and this one. Yes. Or was that. What they turn that into? Was that trade after the draft? No. No, it was it was pre-draft, definitely pre-draft. But like, so yeah, fine. So they traded. So so they got the first one. What did they turn that into? I believe a lineman this year. So they're building the offensive line in Seattle. Now they're going to have a top ten pick, top five pick for the Broncos last next year. Insane. I'm pretty sure that they drafted one of these corners with it too. I don't know. Actually, those corners, those the guys in the secondary, I think are like the fourth and the sixth round. And they one leads the league in fumbles force, and one leads the league in picks. 
Incredible, incredible turn of events. But now uh, my question is this, and I know it's going to be the age-old debate. Lamar Jackson gets hurt again, knee injury. We all know the kind of player he is. Everybody's calling, you know, not everybody, but some people call him a glorified running back who could throw sometimes, like myself. Um, Again, MVP, yes, we get it. He played all world that year, delivered all the – Which pick did that come? My bad. Broncos got a number one for Chubb. But I don't even know whose pick that is because I feel like Miami had 30 picks. <laughs> well, they turned that into incredible. They picks. had a bunch of other teams. They had a, picks, yeah, yeah. So that I don't know. Off the top of my head, I don't know. But I will say um that the Ravens have put themselves in a position of leverage when it comes to paying this man a fully guaranteed contract of what, what he wants. Lamar Jackson wants a fully guaranteed contract. You keep playing this way and getting hurt, you lose that right. You lose that honor. You lose that ability to get a guaranteed contract. I feel like it's it's not. I feel like if we're only sitting here talking about the guaranteed contract, I think he's going to get paid like a trillion dollars. Even Lamar is nobody's giving him a guaranteed contract because he's not a free agent. It's that simple. If he was an unrestricted free agent, and there was three teams that are that are jockeying to get him, then you could say, yeah. He'll get it because then he has. There's but you leverage. said it too on the Mojo Market Report. Right he now, will not play on that tag. He won't play on the tag, but he then he he's not going to play on the tag because he's worth more than that. And I don't think that the the Ravens are going to tag him unless he says I unless he refuses to sign a, a an actual massive deal that they're just not fully guaranteeing it. He's not going to get a fully guaranteed contract, and we'll find out. Look, Tyler Huntley could come in right now and they could lose four games in a row, and then then be like, we need to pay Lamar, right? Or Tyler Huntley could come in and play. That's like a Cooper Rush. <laughs> or he could come in and play even better because last year when Tyler Huntley came in, he, he was laid. throwing the ball yeah. around. He was. It wasn't like let me game manage here. He was running when he needed to, and he was making plays with his arms. So if he comes in and he shows that the Ravens could be a possibly better football team, which is crazy to say, with Tyler Huntley, I, I mean, then you could maybe say we're not going to give you six, fifty million dollars. I don't think he's getting guaranteed money regardless, though. So if that's what the plan is, the injury doesn't change much for the contract to me. It's not a structural thing. It's like a bruise, they're saying. Mm. So it's it's days to weeks, not like months, yeah. they're saying. So, so again, they gotta, they gotta weather this storm. You you go a full season with a quarterback and you expect him to not get hurt and then be like, Well, you know, you see you got hurt. And it's like, yeah, it's football, bro. We get hurt. Yeah. So in any event, we got one more to go tonight. And like I said, I think Rob's still watching. Uh, Rob is still up one game. So I'd love to see Rob's pick first as we go into this one. But it is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers hosting the New Orleans Saints. Now, look, the Tampa Bay Bucks are under 500 in first place. Kind of control their own, to be honest with you. They can win this division just playing decent ball down the stretch. Uh, so they will be uh, they will be uh, in their in a home game. You know, like that's the rules. It's, I don't make the rules. Uh, so, all right. So, um, Rob is on, on the on the Tampa Bay Bucks. Is there any reason to pick the Saints there, Gooch, at all? Yeah, they're getting points. Oh, is that what it is? Yeah, that's that breakdown hardcore knowledge the of Saints yours. Saints are getting points, so I'm going to take them. The Saints traditionally, historically, play the the Bucks well. They do. It's usually in New Orleans, though. No, they've they've done well in Tampa, hundred yeah. percent. So you're taking the Saints. I'm taking the Saints. I'm going to take the Bucks. <laughs> I just look, the Saints aren't doing anything for me. Uh, the Andy Dalton just, he ain't the guy, you know, and I don't know if they're trying to force that he is the guy. I don't know. I don't know what happened with Jameis Winston, how he could fall out of favor that quickly, where you're just not acting like not the guy. I, 
again, very weird, very weird thing. Um, yeah. So before we get out of here, the break buds, why don't you plug that? Yes, away? yes, yes. So we've been putting this Thursday triple memory. Are we officially doing this shit so I can tell everybody yeah, at home well, that I won't well, be home? Well, well, <laughs> the, like, the plan is to do it on Thursday for sure. So okay. yes, Free everybody, game. everybody, there's Free some game? spots available. Pre-game okay. Thursday, yes. And we're looking to do the triple mem. We're going to do giveaways. You know how we do on the YouTube, guys. So please, everybody get down with the get down. And even if you are not looking to purchase a, a team, which is, I mean, that's crazy talk. You should, right? Just join the room and join the party, and there's a chance for you to win some stuff. I believe we've given out most of the, the giveaways have gone to people that we're in the room buying I'm, into I'm the break. Happenstance. So we're in there. Come, yeah. You just join the party, and you have a chance to win some free money. Bailey said he'll buy a team right now. So do you know off the top of your head the team's available? Um, if Bailey goes over to break the Instagram, Instagram or, yeah. or if he just goes on breakbuds.shop and looks at the, um, but the Instagram, Joe made a post. So yeah. Rob's going to also take a team. Uh, he said, because he'll be here Thursday for the uh, fight factory. So he'll be here in the house as well. So we got to kind of wrap that up and edit it and get it done and get him out of here <laughs> and get the guest out of here just so we can get the, the break buds thing. In. But at least the studio will be set up. Uh, but anyway, that's a show. We appreciate you. A little overtime here, 10 minutes into the 12 o'clock hour. Hope everybody's enjoying their Monday. It's a victory Monday here at CHOP uh, for the both of us, for all you Giants and Jets fans out there. I'm sorry. A little bit more sorry for the Jets fans. Again, the Giants improve, sort of, but they're bu- – eh, whatever. Ties suck. Um, thanks for watching. Like the video. That would be helpful. I know Ashley chimed in earlier, said like the goddamn video. And nobody listened. I don't know. I, I haven't. I don't see the live likes, so I don't see that. But that helps us in the search. If you're watching it right now and the video's over, hit the like button. Helps us tremendously. So for Sturch and Gooch and, of course, A5 behind the glass, this has been another episode of the Chop Sports Show. Thank you guys for watching, chiming in on the comments. We really appreciate the feedback. And we'll see you guys back here on Friday to lean for week 14. That rhymed. How about that? But there was this one company, I think, called Chop Sports Media. Chop Sports Media. Yeah.